Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hot and Bravoed on the Buttered Pop Network. I'm Eddie Estrada, and I'm here to host the Pump Rules recap for this week with my lovely co-host, Armin. How did I messed it up last time? You could just say Armin. It's I okay. I could just say Armin. You will you know never I, get my last name. I know, and I want to. So can we... I, I, uh, I just feel bad. Do you want lessons? I need lessons. Off podcast. Off podcast. Well, Armin, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course, Eddie. It feels really weird to be on the other side of this. Usually, I open the podcast. I say, welcome to the Buttered Pop podcast. But of course, Vanderpump Rules uh, podcast recaps are officially only exclusively on Hot and Bravo. And that's really exciting. It's all mine. It's all <laughs> mine now. <laughs> it's no. ours. It's ours. I mean, it's ours. I'm having a total Sharpay moment. <laughs> um, but no, so... Who got to check you, boo? Who got to check you, boo? Um, mine? Who said that? Um, <laughs> We're watching a lot of Atlanta We lately. have been watching a lot of Atlanta because... On this brand new Hot and Bravo podcast, we not only have all of our recaps, but we're also going to be having everything Bravo. So our Housewives history, which is yes. why we're watching Atlanta. We're going to be having one of those soon. And our brand new segment, This Week in Bravo, where we talk about all of the Hot Bravo gossip from the week. So things we saw and Watch What Happens live. If any of the Bravo celebrities end up in the news, it's just kind of a place where we could talk all the drama that happens off camera. The stuff that we can't fit into a recap, right? Like Ramona hooking up with Harry Dubin, Gina getting a DUI. The things that just don't go on a recap, it's the weekly current events of the Bravoverse. I love that podcast. So far, you have done it with Kevin and Camille. I love it. Maybe I'll have on have you on next time, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That. We'll see how you do. We'll see how you do. <laughs> do I have to prove my worth? I guess so. Maybe so. Um, but if you want to make sure you guys are following the Hot and Bravo Network on Twitter and Instagram, search us by looking for at H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. That's Hot and bravo And make sure you guys are following us on everywhere that you can listen to podcasts. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Spotify now. And if you are on Apple Podcasts on iTunes. Please make sure you guys rate and review. Give us those five stars. Let us know what you love. Let us know what you hate. Mostly love. And we'll really, really appreciate it. And if you do that, Armin, what can actually happen? If you go on Instagram on either at buttered underscore pop, uh, which is the, of course, podcast uh, network uh, Instagram, or if you go to at hot and bravo, Look for a picture of a t-shirt, a Hot and Bravo t-shirt. If you click that picture, you will see all the instructions on how to enter to win a free t-shirt. And then we'll be announcing winners on March 1st. There will be 10 people who get a free Hot and Bravo t-shirt. So check it out. I think that's the day I get back from Mexico. So maybe I'll I'll pop in from the from the... It's not an island. I'm literally going to the beach and I'll announce the winners. <laughs> you should. And everyone who wins gets a nice little handwritten note from me saying yes. thank you. So don't forget that. Okay. But now let's get to what we're actually talking about, which is Vanderpump Rules this week. The episode basically, I think, focused on three different people. So we had James, yes. Jax, slash Brittany, and Kristen. <laughs> And I mean, yeah, Lala had her PJ and that's where the story goes at the end. But I think we should talk about James first because I think that's like the heaviest stuff. And then we'll move into the other person who went to therapy, 
Jax and Brittany, and then we'll move into someone who might need to go to therapy, Kristen. <laughs> so it's a perfect segue to each person, even though you know I love Kristen. She's like my absolute fave. You like to call yourself, uh, you know, Kristen Light. I am. I I think now I'm Kristen Light, but I used to be full on crazy Kristen. You were like, full on like I parallel, was, like replica. Yeah, it was like like I was looking in a mirror, <laughs> like I knew exactly what she was going through. So thankfully, I've um kind of grown out of that. But we thought Kristen outgrew that. I mean, you know, you can never you can never hide your true self. So I just maybe I just haven't found the right opportunity to let crazy Kristen the Eddie version come out again. Well, you know what I say? It just lays dormant. It's there. Yeah. It's there waiting to erupt. Never fully goes away. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I've been okay recently. (laughs) Just okay. But let's move back to James. So James has a pretty heavy episode this, uh, this week. We kind of see what's going on with his family. And basically he's giving his mom $200 every other day. Um, She's calling to complain about his father to him. And he's basically supporting everyone in his family with his non-existent job because he was just fired from Sir as a <laughs> DJ. So he's under a lot of stress. Uh, he goes and talks with therapist and she kind of lets him know, like, you can't be putting all of this on you. You need to lay some boundaries with your mother and make sure, you know, like, you clarify some things or else you're going to be in this really dark place for a long time. So... He actually leaves the therapist and we get a very raw, real look at him having a very hard phone conversation with his mom. And basically he lets her know that he needs to talk with her and needs to meet with her and sets up this meeting. Not much of a conversation, more like a shouting match. Yeah, it was really intense. And I mean, he had really hard moments in the therapist room and then he had this phone call outside I know I have my issues with James, but it's really, really nice to see someone who really puts himself fully into the reality experience because this is stuff that James is really struggling with. It's things that he's going through currently and for him to lay it all on the line and really give himself fully to the show and let us see this side of him. It really makes him more human. Like, you know, every villain has a story. Like I said, I was having my Sharpay moment at the beginning. Sharpay was the hardest worker at East High. She deserved to have the lead role in the play. And she deserved to go to Juilliard. And freaking, she didn't even get in. I, I have so many thoughts to say about Sharpay. She was wrong. You're a Sharpay truther? I am a Sharpay truther. I always have been, always will be. She was my favorite character. Well, Camille made this point earlier in the season. She said... Something about how it was nice to finally see this other dimension of James Kennedy when we saw him giving $5,000 for his brother's first semester in college. And that's just a side of James we never saw. We truly never saw. It was always DJing, getting drunk, DJing, getting drunk, cheating on his girlfriend, getting drunk, DJing. It was the same cycle on repeat. And then this season, it's truly just this season that you come to realize, oh, there's this whole other side of James it's been hinted that he has all this family drama. You know, we've met his dad before. We met his mom before. But they have not gone deep on it. This season, they are really exploring this other side of James where he's this family man who is providing for his whole family financially. I want to ask you, Eddie, do you think James would be less stressed if he was still living with that guy from last season behind the curtain? He would oh be paying God. a lot less rent. Yeah, but like... <laughs> We don't know what else he had to do for that man. That was a sugar daddy situation. I that 
threw up a lot of red flags for me when he would like come over and be like, would you like to go to dinner, James? Like, oh, I'm not an escort tonight, sir. I have to work. I wish we explored that guy more. I, I'm here for it. Yes, I mean, I would, he was a character. I could go undercover. Can you imagine if Raquel moved in as James lived in the living room behind the curtain? I'm almost positive they definitely had been hooking up while he lived there. Well, we know James hooked up with, um, oh, what was her name? She took the selfie inside James' bed. Not, James. not Gigi. It wasn't Gigi. <laughs> but we don't even know if he was living there. I, we don't know where this man has lived or when, <laughs> what his time frame in this his sugar daddy's house was. But I don't think a situation would be better. I think he would be even more stressed because then well, less rent at the least. pressures. I mean, less <laughs> rent, more money, more problems. You know what they say. But let's move on to when he actually meets with his mom. That was some of the realest shit we've ever seen in Vanderpump Rules. It was really hard to watch because she's basically delusional. She's absolutely delusional. She doesn't realize what the issues are or why James has a problem. And she's like very narcissistic and very one-sided. She's like, James is like, you know, it was hell living in the house. She's like, you don't think it was hell for me? We all were going through hell. And it's like, yeah, but you're the mother and you should have been there for your kids. You shouldn't have let them fend for themselves because you were going through some tough shit. It's also like, fascinating. She vacillates between pure delusion, as you said. Like, you got to walk your first steps in a Tiffany's. Which, okay, cool. You know, there's no value there. Yeah. James is asking you to not put him in the middle between uh, yourself and your ex-husband. And you're talking about how you sent James to a 50,000 pounds a year school. Like... Yes, he appreciates you. That's not the issue here. But she does vastly between that, the delusion, and awareness. Because then when James calls her out, she'll say, yes, I'm bitter. I'm fucking bitter. So, I don't know. I found that fascinating. Because she does kind of, like, move between those two, like, poles. I mean, I wouldn't call it 100% aware. I mean, I think she she's able to grasp onto certain things and understand, like, yeah, I'm being like this. But, like, those are also words. Like, we don't know if she actually is feeling these things. But James basically has two ultimatums for his mother. The first, that she does not speak to him poorly about his father and that she does not drag him into those situations. And two, he wants to see where the money he's giving her goes each week. And honestly, I'm here for that. Because if you're giving someone money on a consistent basis, like, it's literally $200 a week. Like that is so much money. That's like $600 a week. That's like someone's paycheck. You know what I mean? Like that's someone can survive off of that. And it's like, it, it blows my mind that she's probably just throwing this money away on like clothes or like whatever, like alcohol. And like, he's really sticking his neck out for her and the rest of the family. And she's just pissing the money away. So I don't think that was unfair. And she's like, I feel like the child. And honestly, he is way more adult than she is in this situation. He needs to do this. Even though it's treating his mother like a child, she's acting like one. And then James is also like, don't treat me like a child as I am taking on a lot of these responsibilities. Start to treat me more like a peer. And I think that's a part of it, right? Yeah, I think that's that's 100%. Telling James where the money's going is kind of a part of not babying him and treating him like the adult that he is at this point, who is being responsible, who's being caring, who's being, as he says, the man of the family. (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, he is basically the man of the family because his father, we don't know where he is, and his mom is literally surviving because of him. But she agrees to the terms, and they part their ways. Does she? She, she kind of does. She reluctantly <laughs> agrees. We'll see if it lasts. We'll see if it lasts. But the lip service was, she's down to do it. You know, because, I mean, that's her only way to keep getting the money. So I'm sure she's going to say that she's going to do whatever he wants him to. <laughs> we'll see if those receipts are fake or not. She did steal Kristen's credit card and was basically <laughs> spent all of Kristen's money. So we know how this woman can be. But she decides to get more screen time in Vanderpump Rules' episode because we then see her going to the throne of Miss Queen Vanderpump and requesting that her son work in her kingdom her other son her other son harry who he needs a job as a busboy at sir and while lisa is hesitant to give him a job she understands that the situation is very tricky and that he might need the money to help james support their mother and the rest of the family because james can't do this on his own he can't be carrying this all on his shoulders so she agrees to let harry come in for an interview she still cares for the family I think that's nice. And I think even though Jacqueline is literally crazy and is like, I need my son needs a job, like blah, blah, blah. I think, thank you, Lisa. Love you, Vanderpump. Like she's, Jacqueline is a completely bizarre character, but I mean, Lisa understands that she's going through a lot and putting her kids through a lot. And Lisa does have that motherly bone in her body. She is, she's such a mother. And I think she's sympathetic uh, towards James. Yeah. As much as she is for Jacqueline, uh, because she even mentions that uh, she, you know, knows. I think James told her that she, that he's um, that he's caring for his fa- family financially, so she wants to lessen that burden on James and you know get a little more income flowing to the family. I think, and I think that's really nice of her. But she just can't be giving away jobs left and right because you know she's only one part of this sir manager family (laughs) so she sets up this meeting and james decides to go with harry to sir for this interview to be a bus boy considering his reputation not a great idea i mean i i get that he's like oh maybe you know like because i worked here before like i know peter really well like i can just like swing in and like show some face and get my brother the job but what he doesn't plan on i got pull around here yeah he's like (laughs) i I got this what he doesn't realize is that guillermo is also going to be sitting in on the meeting and guillermo is still so pissed at james for basically ruining see you next tuesday he didn't want see you next tuesday to go he was actually adamantly fighting for it to stay but it came to a point where it had to go and yeah like you said he's really upset that james would put that like cash cow in jeopardy not just put in jeopardy he allowed it to to destroy it yeah guillermo comes in with the fire it's hilarious (laughs) so basically he's interviewing this kid who's like yeah i'm looking for a job as a busboy work a couple nights and see like what happens and he's like you know what this guillermo's like you know what this reminds me of back when james came in and he was like you know i want to be a dj this is what i want to do and he's like i don't need a dj i need a busboy and that's what james became and he's like but now sitting here i don't need a busboy i need need a a dj DJ. (laughs) and it was just perfection it you can see it like sting james because he knows how disappointed and even says well i mean he he realizes he starts bawling well after guillermo (laughs) leaves he's not gonna cry in front of guillermo but like What's the count on James bawling this season? Like, not just tears. Okay. I mean, straight bawling. 
like every episode, but like we can't hold that against him because like he's going through a lot. And honestly, people come after Pheromone on Drag Race for crying every episode, but I've seen no one come after James. You know, I'm here for people showing their emotions, being vulnerable and I true agree. and honest. It's great television. But also at some point, I mean, you can't cry for everything. He's going through a lot. Let the boy cry. <laughs> People handle pain in different ways. Like, I almost never cry. Like, I should cry in situations and I'm like, it's just not going to happen. And I'm, I'm dry. I, by the way, I'm not one of those people who admonishes people for crying. I don't say, oh, be tough, be a man. Like, I think that that's all bullshit rhetoric. But at the same time, like, crying every single time you face some level of, of adversity. I mean, he's been through it. But... Basically, Guillermo decides to just stick his neck out for the Kennedy family once more and lets Harry audition, essentially, to be a busboy. Like, he's like, there's no job guarantee. We'll see how you work. We'll see what you do. And then we'll give you a call if we need you. So it's like, it's a, like a very hollow promise of a job. I have not seen Harry yet, sir, in the mo- times I've been there. So I don't know if he got the job or not. But... At least James is trying for his family. This show is slowly morphing into Kennedy rules. No, don't say that because both <laughs> of the Maddoxes actually work at Sir. True. I, I don't see no Harry. I'm. I do not want Kennedy rules. I'd much rather see Maddox rules. But there's another brother. There's another Kennedy brother. Yeah, but like Jacqueline okay. is starting to get a lot of screen time. I'm sorry, time. but Harry, all I'm saying, Harry spin-off. does not have the same star quality that James has, and I'm just putting it out there. I would well, not want to watch him on TV. Off the bat, that's obvious. Yeah, like no offense to James, Harry, but... I would watch James and Jacqueline on like Family Therapy on Wee TV. Okay, moving forward. So <laughs> another group of people that went to therapy marriage therapy couple therapy was it couple marriage therapy i'm not sure but fiance therapy yeah so jackson Brittany decide that they need to go to couples therapy to work through some of the issues aka the fact that jacks cheated on her the summer before they got engaged oh but everything's okay everything's Everything's fine fine. okay so this like kind of bugged me because james is so dismissive of Brittany and her feelings like she Oh, I've, James is also very dismissive <laughs> of women's feelings, but... And Britney's. And Britney's. Based on the rap earlier this uh, season. But in this situation, Jax is just like, I don't want to talk about it. And like trying to just push it away. But like, you're never going to heal if you just keep pushing it under the rug. Like they need to talk about this because clearly Britney still has insecurities about it. This is a segment for Eddie the Love oh Doctor. All right, Eddie, break it down. Sorry, I just needed to introduce Eddie the Love Doctor because Eddie the Love Doctor is different than Eddie Estrada. Okay. So, I mean, I'm just saying that, like, to have a really strong, committed relationship. (laughs) Basically, um, continue on what you were already saying, but we've branded this segment Eddie the Love Doctor. Okay, okay, okay. I know. It's Eddie the Love Doctor in the house. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, like, for them to actually have, like, a real relationship, like, you need to work through these issues. Like, there's always going to be resentment and there's always going to be hard feelings unless you can talk to someone one-on-one and be like yo this is what happened this is how i feel this is how i felt and this is what i need you to know so that we can move forward in a positive way and that conversation is really hard to have so i understand why Jax is scared but he needs to understand that britney needs to have this conversation whether he likes it or not because britney is not going to be able to move forward in her life with the wedding feeling secure and confident in herself if she feels like Jax doesn't really grasp 
the severity of the situation that had happened the summer before. Do you think there's any validity to Jack saying that they've already talked about it enough and it's not worth rehashing? No, because they haven't actually talked about it. When has Jack sat down and been like, okay, like, let's seriously talk about this. This is why I did it. This is like what happened. And Brittany goes, this is how you made me feel. This is like what I need to fix. This is what I need to know. They've never, well, we haven't seen it on camera, but I mean, I highly doubt it happened. And that's unfair to Brittany. Brittany deserves the conversation that she wants to have because someone can always be like, oh no, it's all good. It's water under the bridge. And you could be like, yeah, it is. But inside you're like, no, no, it's not. Because in that situation, it wasn't Jax who was being hurt. It was Brittany. So it's Brittany's conversation to gear, like to take control of and to have. And it's unfair for Jax not to give her that opportunity. Yeah, but that's Jax's MO, right? And I know he's a quote unquote changed man, but he's always lived in denial, right? When True. he was confronted by Stassi about his affair in Vegas that led to a woman getting pregnant. He just denied, 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 turned the whole crew against Stasi. And then when he cheated on Tiffany in San Diego, denied, 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 told all sorts of different stories. When Tiffany tried to confront him, he made up this whole tale, fantastical tale about these group of girls who just followed him to the hotel. Oh no, she was just throwing up. I was holding her hair back. Th those were the noises that were coming from the bathroom. Nothing really happened. He continues to deny. He doesn't really want to address problems head on. That's Jax's MO. I mean, yeah, but if he really wants to be this adult and this man that he wants people to be proud of and be a married man to Brittany, he needs to nut up and shut up and listen. Agreed. I just don't know if Jax has it in him to do that. I mean, Brittany said, for example, you were wondering, have they ever had this conversation off camera? Brittany was saying that every time she tries to, he shuts off. See, and I think that's why they need to go to therapy. And I think he needs to be more receptive to it. Maybe they need that Reiki coach in there to like <laughs> massage his like loins while Brittany's like, okay, let's have this conversation. Jason, Jason. how are you feeling? Are you feeling relaxed? Or is your heart open? Is your heart full? <laughs> Don't Jason? knock Reiki because that shit's like real. No, no, I'm not knocking Reiki. I'm, I'm knocking Jack's doing Reiki. By the way, what happened to that? Um, Brittany probably did not feel comfortable <laughs> with him getting rubbed up by the Reiki coach. But you know what was even worse, by the way, about the whole therapy session? When the therapist confronts Jax and she's like, look, it looks like you're telling Brittany to shut up. And Brittany's a people person. So she's just going to abide by whatever you say. Did you see Jax? All of a sudden he turns his head and he's just staring directly at Brittany. He won't look at the therapist anymore. And he's just intimidating Brittany into submission like we don't need to talk about this i mean he's he's I've good at what some, he does <laughs> I've, i have some problems with him and honestly he needs to fork over that fifteen thousand for that engagement party because britney deserves it history repeating care. itself remember how schwartz was like we're gonna have this whole wedding for like ten thousand dollars yeah these guys like don't under, these much. guys don't understand and they're really good at playing off that bravo's not paying for the whole thing um <gasps> Which we don't know, we don't know if it's true, but I mean, I love to throw shit like that out in the air and see if it <laughs> sticks. 
um you know me <laughs> I, I thought you were I, spilling some real tea right no, there no no i just i just said that i just said it to say it just to say i'm it. not having a Kristen moment and speaking of Kristen, this leads into our final third act of the vanderpump rules episode which is the girls trip so as we all know um lala's father passed and all of the girls on the show really kind of came to her side and supported her during this really really hard time and now that she's dating her man, Randall, and he's got a lot of resources at his disposal, she decides to treat these girls to a girl's trip to Solvang. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Solvang. Which is actually in California. It's like south of San Luis Obispo. It's only like a two and like two hour and 15 minute drive. I Googled it because I was like, I, I want to do this. It's like only two and like two hours and 15 minutes from LA. They could have taken a party bus. I mean, that's what I was feeling like the PJ was. was like it was very party busy because when without the party, without I mean, well, they were drinking. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, true, they I were. Mean, I'd much rather take an hour flight or a 40, 30 minute flight, whatever, than drive for two and a half hours. True, drinking to go drink more. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I already have a rough time as it comes with day drinking. Like Brunch and I are best <laughs> friends, but like around our five or six i really start to hit a wall i love that you make it to hour five or six i think a lot of listeners will be impressed by that i mean yeah i mean i went to brunch this past weekend and i started at 11 30 and i didn't go home until night and you were drinking every hour on the hour i mean not i mean i was consistently drinking through the hours <laughs> you're like on the hour oh i was i was drinking through the hour it was yeah it was like <laughs> it was bottomless mimosas then beers and then free drinks. Like I was, I was and then free drinks. I like the sound of that. You know me. I go to like the events, but yeah. So they all are going to Solvang, and it's the crew. It's Stassi, Kristen, Katie, the witches of WeHo. Then we have Ariana, Sheena, and Lala. So it's all six girls going on the trip, and, and Brittany. Oh, and Brittany, duh, I forgot about Brittany. <laughs> Solvang. Solvang. Um, I'm going to Solvang with the girls. Um, but Have you ever had your PJ Cherry ch- uh, pop? I haven't. And that's what I was asking for on Twitter. I was like, if anyone has a PJ that wants to pop my PJ Cherry, hit me up, slide into the DMs. I do not mind getting on a plane. I don't mind if it's a half an hour or a three-hour flight. Get me somewhere in that PJ and I'll be a happy camper. Um, so back to the Vanderpump rules and less about me. Um, even though, you know, I would love to go mm-hmm. off on all of me all the time. I'm very Sheena in that way. Um, basically the girl, the witches of WeHo are late to the plane because Kristen forgot her purse. Now, the reason that Kristen forgot her purse is because she has to get everything done to make sure the dogs aren't peeing like in the house and going crazy, you know, cause she's going to be gone and Carter doesn't do anything. So she needs to do it all, which... As Katie said, if Carter knows that Kristen has this, like, intense fear of traveling and goes crazy, why isn't he helping her out? Because, like, he should be able to, like, you know, help put the dogs in the room and set out pee pads so that Kristen can get out of the door smoothly, stress-free. Because when she gets stressed, we know she drinks. And when she drinks, when she's traveling, she goes full psycho. Yeah, that kind of touches back to earlier in the episode where we see that Carter and Kristen are having relationship issues. So maybe that's a part of it. And I had no clue that was a thing. I thought they were going strong. That's that's kind of how they've been portraying the relationship up until this point. 
I don't know, were you surprised by that at all? Because to me, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I thought they were like really good. And so to see like that they're having issues, I mean, it's good to see because I mean, it like humanizes their relationship. And I think that's always, you know, not everyone is living peachy keen. Like we saw that with Tom and Ariana. We see this with Stassi and Bo. I think it's a really fair and honest way to show a relationship. But like you said, I thought they were totally chill. Yeah, the one line that stood out to me was Kristen saying, it's healthy to disagree, but not seven days a week. So Mm. that makes it seem Uh. like it's a little more than Uh. just typical couple disagreements or couple issues. Like you said, humanizing the relationship, it's not all perfect. They've all had issues. Even Bo and Stassi, who right now are like couple goals, but they even had a big argument a few episodes ago. I would hate to be with someone that I fought with all the time. Like that just sounds exhausting. Yeah, clearly it is. You know, Carter's calling Kristen overbearing. uh, Kristen's calling Carter lazy. It's too much. It's a lot. But back to the trip. So the girls finally get on the PJ. Kristen's crazy, stressed. (laughs) She's not crazy Kristen just yet. She's crazy stressed. She's crazy stressed. Hasn't hit crazy Kristen yet. Um, But they get to the hotel, and they've pre-planned the rooms because no one, absolutely no one wants to room with Kristen. Katie says she'll do it because she understands how it works. Stassi's rooming with Ariana. Lala's rooming with Brittany. And Sheena gets left over in the room by herself. And on the show, she's like complaining. She's like, I thought I was going to room with, you know, Ariana because we're the tightest. She's like, but I'm all alone and made it seem really sad. Stassi clarified things on Twitter and she let everyone know that the only reason they put Sheena in the room alone is because she was the only single one and so if she wanted to bring a man friend home, she would have had the option to, which knowing Sheena, I mean, was a pretty generous offer for her that I think she probably might have taken advantage of. It's maybe she flew. Maybe she flew Adam out. Oh, yeah, we wish <laughs> he was in the back. Yeah, like we they had him in like the PJ trunk the whole time. And she like <laughs> opens it. She's like, you can come out now. He's like in her luggage. Uh, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. If everyone's coupled up, give Sheena the room alone so she could hook up with someone i mean i would hope my friends if i went out with a bunch of couples i would hope they would do the same for me like give me the room alone let me ask you a question who would you room with out of all of those girls yeah oh my god um <laughs> i'd want to i'd want to pull a sheena probably want to live room alone no that's not an option here you have to room with one of the uh girls of vanderpump rules okay this is gonna sound crazy but i think i would actually want to room with sheena <laughs> on that trip, on that trip, I would want to room with Sheena. Really? Yeah. I'm really starting to like feel for Sheena. Like I, okay, I've never said this before and it's going to sound bizarre, crazy, insane. I'm seeing more of myself in Sheena than I ever have. And you see yourself in every single character. I swear every episode we watch, you go, you know, this time I really see a lot of Tom but, Schwartz in but myself. But that's why. And that, you go, well, you know, I see a lot of Sandoval in me. But I think that's why I makes see a lot of Sheena so in me now. Is because everyone is so relatable. <laughs> but like, I feel like on this trip, Sheena would be the most fun. And not just because we both only do straight tequila, because, you know, that's my favorite thing. I remember when we went to Tom Tom and Sheena was sitting behind me. True. And I didn't even know she was behind me. And they asked, the asked me what I wanted to drink. And I said, can you just get me <laughs> house tequila? Like ordered a and glass. And Sheena turned her head and, and, said, turned her head and said, that's my order. That's my drink of choice. What's your name? No, I That wish. story is part true and part false. Yeah. Sheena never Y'all can figure me. out what's I, I didn't even know she was there. Um, so, only one. so you would actually 
honestly room with Sheena. I think she'd be the most fun on this trip. The, I don't least, think you're telling the truth. No, I am because I think Stassi's fun, but Stassi probably would have been like talking about Bo and been like, oh, I miss Bo, blah, 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 which I love that she's like that. But like I, I when I'm on a girl's trip, like I want to party. Um, All right. How about this? Ariana could be fun. I think Ariana would be fun. Too. Always fun. Um, I think it would go she- Sheena, Ariana, Stassi, Katie, Brittany, Kristen. Can I revise the Lala. question? All time. All time. So don't consider their current state of affairs because I understand Sheena's single and it seems like that's a heavy factor for you right now. So let's just say peak all the Vanderpump Rules girls at their peaks. Who would you room with? See, that's a lot tougher, right? I mean, I would, I mean, think Ariana. Okay. I think Ariana is probably the most fun out of all of them. Not like in a bad way, but like my kind of fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I could have fun with all of those girls. I think they're all amazing. I think I would vibe with every single one of them in their own way. But I think for like my vibe, it's Ariana. I feel like Lala gets some bonus points for carrying around the yeah, baby but, bottles but with the milk Lala's, and honey. But Lala's That's a nice so, little uh, know, bedtime uh, snack. But Lala's sober now. Well, but she and, she still has the milk with yeah, honey. True, but also, but also, I feel like even Lala when she was drinking, I feel like we would not get along. I feel like we would butt heads because you know me, and you know I like won't keep my mouth shut. And if she's not keeping her mouth shut, and we both got something to say, something's gonna come out. True. And I mean, that's just me being honest. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Crazy Kristen. Okay, so basically, we don't even get to see Crazy Kristen. We see a glimpse of Crazy Kristen. We see the buildup to Crazy Kristen. Next week, I think we're going to get full-blown Crazy Kristen. I was so mad that they teased out that this was going to be Crazy Kristen, and she's going to be back, and we're going to see her go full-blown. And then they do the whole cliffhanger, pause the episode. That's what they do. It really made me upset. It's funny, because it's not a true to-be-continued, but it's kind of... It's a two-parter, in a way. It's a two-parter, because we don't get to see the back end of Kristen and how drunk she's going to get, which I was waiting for, but... I mean, well, what do you think about the buildup? I mean, it's good. It got me excited. I mean, I was like, I can't believe it's over. And you're like, what? It's over? And I was like, yeah, it's seven o'clock. It's <laughs> over. I like the cuts of Kristen just having different drinks. And it's like legitimately different drinks. It's not just like editing magic, showing her like drinking the same glass of wine. Oh, I mean, like and she's she's downing wine. Like you're seeing her like on glass three, four, five. And you, you just know crazy Kristen is about to erupt. I've been there. I can't say that I haven't. And by the way, we advocate for uh, drinking responsibly on this podcast, but drinking is a great uh, elixir for reality TV. No comment. (laughs) Um, But I mean, I think overall it was a fun episode. Um, I'm really excited to see next week. I think next week is going to be even better. We get the moment where Kristen falls on the ground. Yeah, which... I've been waiting for you. I think you already gifted, didn't you? I already made a gift of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> you got to send me that one so that we're ready. I will. <laughs> Did we miss anything? No, I think we covered everything. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's Pump Rules Recap. I'm Eddie Estrada. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Eddie underscore Estrada. And you can follow me at Armin Mahram and follow Hot and Bravo at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T. N-B-R-A-V-O-D. Like the Facebook page. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. We're everywhere. And check out the Instagram 
uh, for uh, instructions on how to enter that contest. Win yourself a free t-shirt. The shirts are so cool, guys. You really, really want one. It's the logo on a comfortable white tee. What more do you want? I haven't worn my knot in public yet because I have it in like a shrine in my room right now and I'm like afraid to take it out on the town. But it's wearable out. Like I think it's a great conversation piece as well. So Yes. Bravo fans can spot you. Yeah, you'll be you can if I I you know what I'll do is I'll do like one time like where I'll just wear it out to Sir and I'll just be like we should wear it to WeHo. That's the best place to wear it. Oh me okay. I can't do it. I can't have that much attention. All right guys, we'll see you next week.